Well, good evening. Or good evening again. What? Bulletins. So there are bulletins. If you got here before the party for Rhodey, you may have yet to get one of these. But Sally's got them right out there. And we're going to get started with our second half tonight. And this, the fourth week of having a second half. And I want to hold up right now. How many children in this room have recently had a piece of ice cream cake? Lord, hear our prayer. All right. And with that, and getting into this fourth week of talking about creation together, sort of halfway through that conversation and this first season of the year for us, we want to read this call together. Pulled from Molly, Bill McKibben is... An environmental, an environmentalist. from The Nation. He wrote an article in The Nation right. about Fridays. Great. So this is, um, yeah, coming out of reflections out of Friday's climate strike, which I understand four million people around the world participated in. And so, yeah, this to guide us into a conversation about creativity and creation tonight. Strike. Because this could be a great opportunity and maybe the last opportunity to transform our society towards justice and towards joy. Green New Deals have been proposed around the world. They are a way forward. Strike because forests now seem like fires waiting to happen. Strike because young people have asked us to. In a well-ordered society, when kids make a reasonable request, their elders should say yes. In this case, with real pride and hope that the next generations are standing up for what matters. Strike because what we do this decade will matter for hundreds of thousands of years. Strike because do we want to be the first generations to leave the planet in worse shape. Strike because indigenous people around the world are trying to protect their rightful land from coal and oil companies and in the process protect all of us. Strike because every time they cut down a patch of rainforest to grow some more cows, the climate math gets harder. Strike because science is real, because Physics exist because chemistry matters. Strike so you can look your grandchild or anyone else's in the eye. Strike because the world we were given is still so sweet. Amen. So in that, I think we have a lot of the tensions that so many of us have carried into these last few weeks of conversation about creation, about the two creation narratives that are given to us in the first chapters of Genesis. And I think that, I hope, I'm sure that those tensions, that longing, that lament, that imagination for something better and different will carry into us tonight into a conversation still about creation, but maybe turned in a slightly different direction into questions of creativity, of play, of joy, of what it means to find in the midst of a need to strike a way to strike playfully. Um, so that's what we're up to tonight. And now that we've mostly quieted down, I'm going to invite Rody. Rody, where'd you go, Rody? Oh, you're back there with your with your crew, your squad. All right. Well, Rody, would you lead us this one more time? That's one of the fringe benefits of Rody is that 
she sings so very well, and she picks out community songs that we can sing together. And so I want to really, yeah, lean in one more. Maybe we sing this twice through tonight. Yeah, just, just let's do twice through. All right. So kids are going upstairs. What is outside, but then upstairs to talk about? Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa is our saint of the evening. And then Dorothy Day next week. And then they're going to talk about creation in the second season. All right. So as our youngsters make their way upstairs, I just want to sort of briefly... What? Announcements. I want to briefly do some announcements. You want to take this mic? Because they're going to be going for a while. Okay. Um, so the first announcement, I mentioned this last week. On Saturday, if you would like to pass out water with Calvary United Methodist Church in Emmaus Way, like we did last year, um, meet at the corner of Broad Street and Green Street um, at 11 a.m., um, and we will pass out water. For those that were there last year, um, it's... Everyone's deeply thankful, and I really, it's just a really, it was more meaningful than I thought. I knew I love pride, but it's just something about helping, giving water to communities that are, yeah, daily having to just really fight for their own existence. And it's a small act of love, and it's a way for those in the march to know that Emmaus Way and Calvary as well are open and affirming and reconciling, and it's just a lovely day. So 11 a.m., Broad Street and Green Street. I will send out an e-way social on Friday to confirm the location, but Chris believes that that's where it'll be. So hope you'll come out. It'll be fun. 
And then on Sunday, I had mentioned, we had mentioned about Queerly Beloved, that Calvary United Methodist Church and Duke Memorial are having a service with M, Reverend M. Barclay, um, the first transgendered, L, I believe, elder in the UMC will be preaching, but I actually found out this week, lucky for you, you could go at 11 a.m. to Calvary's service in the sanctuary building to hear Reverend M. Barclay and then still come to Emmaus Way if you would like, or you can go to Queerly Beloved at 5.30, um, but just we didn't realize that the same it's kind of going to be the same service in the morning and in the evening. So you can go at 11 a.m. Um, to Calvary if you would like. But that's all for pride. That's all I have. Anybody else announcing things that are happening? I think we had a really successful, it sounds like, can action at Hoover Road this week. Thanks for folks that made it out to that. The city, or the Durham Housing Authority is being held accountable to, I was in Hover Road recently, it doesn't look so well. And uh, as part of our grassroots organizing with CAN, we are making sure resources are directed to seeing that facility cared for. Anything else that's happening, going on, that you would want to put forth? Every once in a while I do this, and every other time, several people pipe up. All right, this will be one of the other ones. Well, next week is the second training. That's a great one. For uh, if you're interested in being a circle facilitator for circle practice. So if you didn't attend the one last week, but you're interested in learning about facilitating that practice, you should come during the first hour, 4 o'clock. Upstairs, right? That's right. Elizabeth points out that I, along with Leah Wilson Hartgrove, will be sort of facilitating a second uh, interest session training, sort of further step into circle practice for folks in our community. That when we had a good long list, like 20 or so folks that said, I would be interested in helping follow that practice and see where it might take a bigger role in a Mayus way and leading that as co ministers. And so, yeah, we'll be upstairs off the stairwell on the second floor before you exit the double doors on your right is a restorative justice room where uh, coalition does work and we'll be in there with Leah who will have is really good to listen to if you came to Marsha's session last week and you want just a lot more focused and sort of like informational session then you could come and listen to Leah um, I assure you they will be quite different um, yeah Anyone else, something you would want to throw out? Well, with that, I will, uh, yeah, just talk for a couple minutes about what we've sort of arranged for this evening. Um, as we were lining up, as we hope to do for each of these six-week seasons and taking on this new rhythm, um, we lined up a, a, an artist to walk with us for that time. And in this case, it's Mona Dowell, um, our musician friend of, of the recent past. And it was really exciting to find out, actually, after we booked her, that she is releasing an album like this week. Um, tomorrow, you will be able to go to her website, which is on the back side at the bottom, um, RamonaJanine.com, I think. Yeah. You can go to that website and have links to go and download her 
seven song album um, that is the product of some work that something she's been working on for a while I'm really excited to be releasing into the world also this week she's going to have a house show to sort of kick off the album and she'll share more details about that and it sounds like we are all invited to said house show and there's a complicated plan about all different things that kids could do at said house show and so it sounds like it's very family friendly but because she's releasing this album and because I think Ramona's created an album that has a lot of, of themes that really resonate with this idea of creativity um, and because she seems so willing and generous and sharing out of the story of how this album came to be, it seemed a really good thing to do to just sort of bring it into our gathering in full form um, and to allow her to lead us in that way tonight. So we're going to get all seven songs performed live. And we wanted to have also, in, in, in Mona's leading and our conversation together with staff, at least a couple of ways for folks to latch on and think about this theme of creativity as it relates to our sort of broader conversation about creation and genesis and where could we find in the idea of artistic creativity and our possibility as co-creators a different pathway, a different imagination, a different hope and light in the midst of some of the heavier questions of what it means to be part of this created world. And so with Mona, we sort of set up these two questions, and I'll let her talk more maybe about how that fits into the questions she was asking or wrestling with in the album. But the first is, what does it mean to see God's world as it is created? And not just as we would like it to see, that sort of tension that we've wrestled with in these creation narratives between reading that text toward an agenda and reading that text as a window into a God who is creating with us new possibility um, in, in a world that we are integrally tied to. And the second question that Mona is really inviting, into, inviting us into is how does opening ourselves to creativity change the way we move through and care for a created world? We want you to reflect on that. We're a multimodal community. We engage differently. Some of our quiet, sit, listen people, and you're welcome to do that. And we gave you some questions to sort of guide that. You're welcome. We also know that we have some people that aren't like quiet, sit, reflect people. And so we have a couple of tables in the room. One is over here, and one is over there. And both of those are set up with a wide variety of sort of creative, physical, manipulative elements. There's some Play-Doh, there's some blocks, there's some all sorts of things. Molly set them up, I'm sure they're great. And, and there's all sorts of stuff on there, and we are interested in what it would look like as you're listening to go and, and be creative, to sort of open yourself to what you could create with those elements and open yourself to that space of like spark and creativity and wonder that we can have when we turn ourselves loose for a minute um, and see what comes. And so we're interested in, you could create your own little project. You could create your own little project that someone else sort of starts to play off of and maybe it becomes one big creative thing. We invite you to play and explore in that or just to sit and listen to Mona and band. And we're excited to have, again, Charles with Mona and then Andrew Tatum, who's presence is significant in a way that I'll let Mona explain. But yeah, guys, come up. and at, They're going to come up, I'm sorry, af after the passing of the piece. But I want to give Mona a chance to say 
yeah, to sort of set up the space for us in terms of what we're thinking of. Yeah. Before. Before. Or you could do it after. What do you think? All right, after. So we're going to pass the piece now, and I'll leave Mona's piece till after. But as we always do, I invite you to pass the peace of Christ to each other, greet each other. You had a lot of time and a lot of cake, but, you know, find somebody you didn't time or cake yet and shake their hand and say, peace of Christ be with you. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Um. I'd invite you to start making your way back to your chairs or over to the tables. I see that there aren't very many people going over that way, which is fine. Do as you like. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's kind of bizarre that it worked out this way, that I was going to do this album and release it today, late tonight, tomorrow morning, um, and then was contacted by Ben to maybe do this residency, and it was too good to turn down. I like being with you all. Um, but I, I would just say that um, this album has been the work of three, going on four years. Um, and the bulk of that was done in seminary at Duke Div. And so a lot of these songs are about what it means to create and recreate these narratives of scripture, of what it means to um, be a part of community. Um, and so, yeah, I, I might say a few things about that. I would also say that back here, you've not seen this guy before unless you're very old, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> is that the right way to say it? Andrew came to Emmaus Way when he was in college um, a long time, a while ago, over a decade. Um, so I don't know if anyone recognizes him, but he was also my mentor at um, UNC when I was doing my residency last year. Um, in the chaplain's department um, at UNC Hospitals, yes. Um, so really glad to have him here with me too. Um, so one of the things that happens in albums, at least for me, and the thing I, I care about with this album is that there is a kind of narrative, even if sometimes you can't really see it on the surface. Um, but it starts out with this song called Hollow Mouth, which is a kind of breakup song. But the song was written out of this feeling that I had um, going from high school to college to seminary where you just keep perpetually getting hit with these ideas, ideologies, theologies. And um, at least for me, I would take them in and I would feel them deeply and I'd fall in love with them and then they'd start to crumble or switch or change and you go through these disillusionments over and over again. But I think in some ways that, that kind of breakup, it, it is a co-creation. You're, you're working in and through this world to try and find your way to figure out how to love better, um, to live well. Um, so, yeah, and I'd invite you, even if it's in the middle of the song, go ahead and stand up and go play with some things, even if it's just holding something in your hand. We all um, function in the world differently. I can see the honey dripping from your hollow mouth. I can see the corners ripping off that dirty bookshelf 
Dear Mr. Collie, don't you worry no more. We got your books from upstairs and we're sliding them along the hallway floor through the open door. Pain can be funny if you hold it just right. If you don't put up a fight. If you can listen to the music just right oh. Dear Mr. Colleague, don't you worry no more We got your books from upstairs and we're sliding them long If you don't put up a fight Pain can be funny if you hold it just right If you don't Underneath those stacks You're looking flimsy
It's funny that that song comes right after it, because this is two of my sisters, but Anna is doing a PhD at Duke, and one of her colleagues, um, we ended up going to just help him out and get some books moved, and uh, we ended up moving these huge tubs um, from the top floor of a building, and um, I told Anna, I will, I will bring them to the car. Just, we'll slide them down the hallway, and I will bring them to the car. Um, and as I'm heading back, I see Anna with a huge tub, and her body is kind of contorted in this <laughs> bizarre way because the box is so heavy. And it was a moment that we just both started laughing so hard, but it was like something that you don't really look forward to moving these pounds and pounds of books. But there was something, again, like very creative and playful about a, a moment getting transformed. We're transforming it over and over again um, and maybe not taking ourselves so seriously. Um, and the next song called Bright has to do with that kind of creation or recreation, what it means to be in a space to, um, to be made in the image of God and, and one of the ways that we might be made in that is as creators, co-creators, whether it's with our words, with you know, what we might think of as conventional art, um, even just the thoughts and the narratives we put into the world or the secret ones that we keep hidden. Um, so this one is a creation song and I've played it before. Good. Uh -huh. 
has begun and the spinning is winning.
When I was working in the hospital, I um, was part of the neuroscience resident, or I was the neuroscience resident, and this guy was my mentor, because he was the psych chaplain. So um, one of the things I really uh, appreciated about that role is that I got to spend some time on some of the psych units, um, which was not necessarily my area, but I got to cross cover, and that was my absolute favorite place to be. Um, in part because I got to spend a lot of time with um, women who had, who were in very difficult situations and much of which had to do with being seen as lesser, being seen as objects or, um, and the way in which that made life unmanageable for them. And I remember sitting in the kind of rec room with one young lady who just felt like there, there was no, there was no, it wasn't even a question of being able to live anymore. It was so, um, there was so little hope or trust in anything. And I remember us just sitting in the dark. And um, this is the image that came to me as we started to brainstorm what, if anything, could bring hope or light or trust into her life. And as we sat on the floor, I had this image of her. I imagined her laying or lying on the ground, dusty and naked, with heart beating and eyes fluttering open, and there being a self-soothing and subtle movement to her feet. And as I zoomed in, I could see this little disturbance of dust gently dispersing into the air, being moved by the gentle exhale of each breath. She's looking out at a world made and still being made. And then God's breath fills her. And the world becomes more and more made to her and of her. She knows about running and jumping. She sees the small plumes of dust rising before her eyes, glittering as the light illuminates, in turn, this and that small speck. She feels the wonder of what she has made how those small plumes were made from her breath and wonderfully 
then. They come back to her, a glinting and glittery gift. The seeing of what was in a new way, in a beautiful way. I imagine her now dancing, upright, the delight moving and breathing hard with those perhaps she loves, perhaps with those she feels a longing to love. And in that moment, she is full. I'm not a fly on the wall of her life, but in my mind's eye, I see the dust plumes rising around her dancing feet, and they sparkle proudly. The breath of God cannot be undone within her. It is infinitely deep. Her breath is infinitely deep. But what comes next is a deep inhale of inspiration, unlikely in a room where two women sit with no hope of trust from any person on earth, and still, in the deep depths of loneliness, we create a little world together. We breathe in and out together as I imagine her in a different time and space, dancing and breathing. And I pray that it may be so. And this next song is part of that little prayer. It's called Open Spaces. You grew up in a world that pressed you in, 
making you smaller and making you thin as thin as thin as thin as thin as thin. Sin, but it's all in the open spaces. It's all in the open spaces. Those places where. That she missed the sky. How can you know where you are if you can't see the horizon from every side? Open spaces are your lover's eyes, torn out and hollowed from the inside. You Dream. You were sleeping next to me. I remember reaching up my hand to press against the wall. You were sleeping next to me. Underfoot and me beneath 
the tall canopy of trees Wings are lighted in the leaves I may love him I may love him For he a beach tree
that song Beach Tree has uh, a refrain. I've seen thee ne'er before and I'll see thee ne'er more, but love and help and pain, beautiful one, has made thee mine till all my years are done. And that's a little piece from George MacDonald's, um, probably his most popular novel, Fantastes. I don't know if I'm saying that right, fairy romance, but um, he was a Scottish writer who was very influential in C.S. Lewis's life and is one of the fathers of um, fantasy, the fantasy genre as we know it today. Um, and a fairy romance, the Fantastes novel, one of the things that George MacDonald did well um, was uh, imagining a world in which there is a, uh, a romance between all things. Um, these, we talked last week about the earthling, um, that, that these, these characters all live within the natural world and this beech tree falls in love with this human who she allows to sleep at her trunk. Um, and so I think there's something really beautiful about that and I think compelling. So um, this last song, it's the last one. <laughs> I, I don't have any more to talk about. Um, is called Again. And it is, it is a song of hope and of renewal. I know it's the fall and the leaves are, are starting to fall. But this song is a spring song, so maybe we can think about it as a song of, of hope and looking forward not just to sit in the fall, but to think about the way that the seasons go round and round. And um, for any of you who might be feeling that your leaves are falling, off and that this might be a time of scarcity for you. Um, this song is the hope that we might be rejuvenated again. Yeah. 
filled Trees are filled with wings again But in flowers and perfume skin and I know Thanks so much, Mona and Charles and Andrew. Um, and if you would like to go to Mona's album release house show, it's on Friday at seven. Yeah. Uh, can I say yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. It's it's at our family house, and maybe is there an email that I can send the address to? But it's kid friendly. It's going to be a fire. We have an unsafe trampoline. <laughs> We got one. It doesn't have one of those things around it. Um, we got like a, a sleeping room, a pack and play, um, a TV, a Wii for kids if that's stopping you from coming. And it'll be an acoustic show. And uh, yeah, if you want to come, bring something to eat and share to drink. And would love. Oh, sorry. Uh, come around 6:30. The opener will be going on at seven. Her name's Simone Finally, and she's really great. We'll get details out on the EA social. But thank you so much, Mona, for sharing, um, yeah, your creation, this album, with us tonight. Um, and I hope that you all will continue to ponder the two questions. What does it mean to see God's world as it is created and not just as what we would like to see? And how does opening ourselves to creativity change the way we move through and care for a created world? We will be centering our circle conversation on creation next week in those two questions. 
um, as we continue to think about Genesis and creation. But here now, this confession and absolution. The conclusion seems to be that to share in the divine life, I must accept the vocation of consciously living in this self-creating universe. This means that I need to know something about the whole thing, how it works, how it's moving, how to take my place in it, make my meaningful contribution to this general improvisation. Joining in God's creative work is really central to the whole enterprise. Beatrice Bruto. What does it mean to see God's world as it is created and not just as what we would like to see? Perhaps seeing God's world as it's created and not just as what we would like to see means experiencing the holy of creation through music and song, not just text and dialogue or staring out into the sky, or wandering in the fields. Perhaps it means seeing this open table as part of us, all of us, for we are all one. Perhaps it means understanding that this bread and this wine come from the earth, the very earth and soil and dust that brought life to humanity and sustains us still. Perhaps it means knowing this table, this way of a loving, liberating, ever-creating God means there's always an abundance for all, not just a select few. Even when it makes no logical sense, even when all we have to work with are elements like bread and wine and an earth that honestly feels like it is in great despair. For God's world, as it's created, tells us there can still be abundance and new creation in the very places we think there can't because all is bright in the presence of all good. Perhaps seeing God's world as it's created and not just as what we would like to see means taking to heart the understanding that we all, each of us, individually and collectively are open spaces, expanding graces, the loving places that are ever creating and recreating, being invited to play in such a way that we might be a people whose birds nest in our hair, whose flowers bloom to fill the empty tombs around us with something good. Even now, perhaps, what does it mean to see God's world as it's created and not just as what we would like it to see? there's a reminder, once again, that this open table that we come around week after week is an invitation to be about God's creative work beginning from this very space. And by the breaking of bread and the pouring of wine or juice 
for one another and sharing in the abundance with one another through that act, through that creation, week after week, we are proclaiming the world we have been given is still so sweet for the breath of God, for our breaths with God, for the breath of creation that continues to breathe in the hardest of circumstance cannot be undone. Thanks be to God. That is the table I invite you to tonight. If you are new to Emmaus Way, we break bread and pour wine or juice for one another. The juice is in the green container, the wine is in the green and brown container, and there are gluten-free crackers on the tray. Um, We say the body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you, or the love of God for you, the peace of God for you. So let us come to a table to create and be a part of God's creation.